Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Attachment is a horror romance about Maya, a has-been actress in Denmark who falls in love with Leia, a young Jewish academic visiting from the United Kingdom. When Leia suffers a mysterious seizure, Maya fears their whirlwind romance might be cut short and decides to follow Leia back to her home in London. I'm going to leave it there because there's so much about this film attachment <laughs> that that you're not sure of. And, and that's the beauty of it. it. It pulls you into this wonderful story, which is about relationships, not just between Leia and Maya, but among many other uh, characters in the film. And we're joined today by the director and writer of this wonderful film attachment. And that would be Gabriel Beer Gieselson. Well, Gabriel, well, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you. And uh, thank you so much. Uh, I have become more and more drawn to films in this. I don't know if I can call this a genre film. It it has elements of certain kinds of what we would call genre films. But this uh, there seems to be a, a real movement within, oh, I'll call it the horror genre, to really tell stories more and more than just try to scare the pants off people. And this is a great example of that. Tell me a little bit about what inspired this. Yeah, so there were two um, two sort of main sources of inspiration. So one was I had, back when I was still at film school, uh, I had this sort of vague idea that I wanted to make a Jewish horror film, but like not like this, you know, I wanted to make one that was like a bit irreverent and a bit funny. And also, you know, like took a lot of liberties with the religion and the mythology, the way that I had seen a lot of like Christian and especially Catholic filmmakers do, you know, like you take the bits that work for the story, you tweak the bits that don't, you know, cause I feel like, you know, I'd like to take those liberties too as a Jew, but I didn't really have any specific sort of story to kind of latch it onto. I just, I knew that that was something I wanted to work with. And then independently of that, so Josephine, who plays the lead, who plays Maya in Attachment, is one of my oldest and closest friends. We went to high school together. We used to make really, really bad theater together back then. <laughs> uh, and she um, she and I went out and got incredibly drunk about coming up on five years ago. And uh, she told me these really banana stories about how she and an ex-girlfriend of hers were sort of between apartments, both of them, and they both kind of need a place to stay. And then her ex was like, oh, why don't we just move in with my mom for a bit? We can crash there for a month and it'll be cool. And then it wasn't really that cool. It kind of, it was like really crazy and over the top. Um, and she was telling me these stories and and uh, Josephine had just gotten out of drama school and I had was wrapping up film school. And in my drunken reverie, I was like, I am going to write you a movie about this and we're going to make you a star. Uh, and she did, in the meantime, become a star here in Denmark, but through no kind of work of mine, she just kind of, she managed to do that all on her own very easily. Um, but the idea, I, I like, I wanted to make this movie with her, and I just wasn't sure what the story was beyond, like, there was something really funny about the idea of these three women in this house together. And then the Jewish thing, the Jewish horror thing came back, and I started thinking about the trope of the Jewish mom, and how the, the stereotype of Jewish mothers, which is, you know, to an extent true for all of us Jews, is that they're, you know, 
very overbearing and very overprotective. And also like, like there is this sense of like, everything is a matter of life and death, even if it's like what we're going to eat for lunch. And so I was like, oh, wouldn't it be interesting if you made a movie where unbeknownst to the audience, like you have that Jewish mom, but like, she might be right. And once that, yeah. once that idea kind of made its way into it, it was like, oh, that works pretty well with these three women in this house together. And so I, I didn't use any of the specific stories that Josephine told me. Um, and I think she's probably a grateful because she doesn't have to take any phone calls from her ex's mom. But, um, but the structure of the three women together in that house, that became like the structure for the film. And then it sort of just kind of like took on, it sort of developed from there. I'm so glad that you're talking about it in the, in the way you are, because it is about these relationships. As I mentioned to you before we got started, one of the wonderful things about the film and watching the film is this subtle but distinctive kind of calibration in the character's relationship to one another, relationship to this spirit that we're we're wondering when it will manifest itself at some point in the film. There's just a lot of things in it that and but I and I would say to your point, it works as that. It works as just what you described. Your your description of the film, it it would be fine. It would be a good film, <laughs> you know, but it but it's 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 that. And um I, I just so appreciate it. And and I, I think so much of this, uh you know, you had some great you had a great cast. Um yes. so obviously inspired by Joe Singing Park, but uh what wouldn't we see in this film Ellie Kendrick and what she's able to do in this film is just the relationship between the two of them is yeah, it's just wonderful. <laughs> I'm sort of stammering here. But let, oh. let's get let's get to the Jewish lore part of this because you mentioned it. And there was a film that came out, I think, a couple of years ago that this is sort of a, a related to. There was a film called The Vigil. Which I actually haven't seen yet. Um, and it's really bad. I should see it. It came out as I was writing this. And I have this anxiety about um watching things that are close to insert sort of theme or, or or subject matter to what I'm working on because I worry that I'll like I'll like panic and you know oh that's too similar I have to abandon you know like I'll get in my head about it or I'll freak out or if it's really good I'll be like oh shit, I just have to I have to not do this at all like what's the point so um so actually and then I should have seen it since but I just haven't got around to seeing it but here it's amazing it, it is great and it's yeah. about Shomer which is a vigil right. watching the body yeah. after it's done again there's a lot of there's a lot of rich material yeah you know i think across religions there's there's the the grappling with life and death and the hereafter and such but well, i mean uh, i, th I think that's like what that's the foundation of most mythologies right like if you go into regardless of whether it's you know religious or sort of more folkloric the the foundations of all those mythoses are always like some sense of like grappling with life or death right and like and then it becomes this kind of like abstract manifestation of it like the dipic is one version of it or but you know i mean even like another part of jewish folklore is like the golem right it's like we're you know like a, a rabbi makes life out of clay and then takes it away you know it's 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 that is what all myth is i say you know as someone who has no academic qualifications in the field whatsoever but i'm i'm gonna maintain that anyway <laughs> well yeah and it, and it's also the, the idea that from this spirit world, this world that we know little of, the control over us, over our yeah, yeah. over our well-being, our our determinant of our future. So many things about that idea that play out very well in this film as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 
I mean, that's that's a very strong pull, again, across religions, across cultures, across the history of humanity is what yeah. we don't know, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and also, I mean, to tie it to the genre a bit, again, the one of the reasons I love horror film as a genre is because it is such an inherently cinematic genre, like in the sense that like the things that will make a horror film work or not ultimately come down to... Um, like where is the camera and when, and where are the cuts and when, or to put it even more like simply like, what are you showing and what are you not showing? What does the audience know acutely at any given moment and what don't they know? And that I think is, um, is like, you know, part of the magic of uh, like cinematic storytelling and why it was a fun genre to grapple with, at least in part. I mean, it's like a bit of a genre bendy version of it, but it's, it's, it's yeah. what I've wanted to try my hand at with my first film by dabbling in that genre. Right. And I've described it in, in 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 a way that it feels like horror films allow the audience to be more actively participating in the experience in because their imagination is going to kick in at some point as to what's going to happen, what is happening. So there's something about this sort of interactive element within horror that I think is powerful as well. Absolutely. Uh, and um, by the way, I want to remind our listeners that we are talking about the wonder, this wonderful film called Attachment, and we're speaking with the director and writer of the film, Gabriel Beer Gieslison. There's one other character who I loved in this, which is David Densick. As as uh, he was great. I loved. First of all, I loved that first meeting that, where where uh, Maya goes in to talk with him, and and that was such a beautiful scene. I really liked the way that played out. And he was at, you could see this calming influence that he was bringing into, it's just, it's a wonderful little setup and to the rest of the story. Where did no, you he, find David? Where'd you, or go ahead. So, go ahead. so, so, so David's a very um, famous actor here back in Denmark, of course. Um, and one of the, the reasons that I wanted him is both, I think he's like genuinely one of the best actors we have here. I think he has like a, like this crazy shape-shifting magnetic presence. And he's also very, very funny. Overall, I didn't I didn't make this that much of a priority in the film because as a Jew, I felt like, you know, I wasn't too concerned about my cast being Jewish because I'm a Jew and I know that what I will bring to it what I need. But just for Lev's character, because he has to be the sort of all slightly more all knowing of them all. Like I was like, you know, I would like to see if I can. There are so few Jews in Denmark, uh, like let alone Jewish actors. But I would like to see if I could find a Jew for that part. And David is Jewish and is also one of the best actors we have. So like I was like. I think when we were talking to my producers, like, I kind of need to get, it. like, I don't think we have a choice. Like, that's who I need. And fortunately, he just said yes right away, which I was very relieved about. And it was, it's funny you mentioned that first meeting, because he, like, just one thing is, like, you know, he could, you know, he could pronounce Hebrew things and Yiddish things with, like, you know, convincingly. And, 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 and he was sort of familiar with a lot of the culture. But he also just, like, there were just, like, these specific tonal things that he, that he got. And he, like, even when we were doing the first read through afterwards, we sat down and talked about it. And in the script, in that first meeting that you're describing, she comes in and he says something like, hello, can I help you? And Dave was like, that's not what he would say. He, was, uh, he would say, what do you want? And I was like, yeah, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. We got we to change that. Um, like, yeah, I, I've walked into, you know, I've walked into stores in that Hasidic neighborhood in London and in, you know, in New York when I lived there. Um, and like, yeah, that would be more what I would, that, that's how I would be treated in that situation. That's way funnier. And there yeah. were mo tons of those moments where he was like, no, you know, I mean, 
like he's way too, you know, he's way too straightforward. Like he would be annoyed at this thing. Like this, it may be stupid, but he'd be really annoyed that she like dropped these snacks that she's like deathly allergic to. <laughs> I was like, yes, excellent point. We're going to do that. A remarkable presence and just felt, I'm not, I'm struggling. Calming is one part of mm. what I would describe him as. And he, and even within the character, he never becomes much he doesn't become overheated at any point. I don't, I don't think I can't think of anything that he was just a presence that was just so, and, and so there and so much, um, you know, an important part of the story itself. Uh, Yeah. Again, as I said to you, when we first started, I I, I just really mean this, this is a relationship film. Let's not leave out Sophie uh, Grobel. Yeah. Grobel. I mean, that's also a hard one to pronounce. Yeah. Yeah. Sophie Grobel. Yeah. Uh, she was wonderful. Again, in a kind yes. of a thankless role. I mean, really, it's one of those things where you can be just kind of shrewish in the way that you go about. It. But she was wonderful in the. Oh, she's well. Well, actually, so um, I I I I'm uh, fortunate enough to have known Shafiqi most of my life, but I wrote that role with her in mind because she's never. This is the first time where she gets to play someone that like at least seems really unpleasant and is quite unpleasant at times. And she never really had a role like that before, which I think is one of the reasons that she thought it would be fun to play. But the reason that I wrote it for her was like, well, even in the roles where she's like, if nothing else, then at least quite, you know, like a difficult person, she has this inherent humanity and this like kind of softness and feeling of care that always bleeds through. And I was like, I need that specific thing for Hannah because for, for, for the role of mother, because that means that I can make her really unbearable because that will always be there. But if it's someone who doesn't bring that humanity, then if I make her too unbearable, it'll you know it'll it'll seem too much one way or the other. It'll give it away. But if I want her to be unscru- inscrutable, that even at her worst, you're not sure where you're not sure where she's at. Then I need someone who has that kind of weird feeling of care underneath it all. And so I was very happy when she said yes as well because like I needed I needed that specific balance that she really knows how to walk. And that first scene where or Maya and Leia come back home. She has that, that what you're describing that edge to her, but at the same time, you you gave her a wonderful backstory. I I thought the, that way, the way that uh, was being described by Leia, how that sort of impacted her in her life. That was, that was really key for me, that backstory that she has. I'm I'm glad, I'm glad that, I'm glad that uh, hit home. Um, Because I feel like it's, even if it gets a bit reframed when you sort of later learn some other things, I feel like fundamentally it it was, I was worried about that scene, but I kind of felt like I needed it to to kind of, to to give that context to her. Well, congratulations. The film is called Attachment. Let me just, people can see this. It's going to be out on Shudder, Shudder, which is an AMC platform for uh, predominantly horror genre films a wonderful addition if you have AMC as part of your platforming um, menu. And they, again, they've really, overall, they've really upped their game in terms of the films that they are attracting to that platform. It is such a, it's such a wonderful thing to see horror genres be about something more than blood and splatter and all the rest of it. And, there's yeah, there's a lot there, but the attachment is a standout. By the way, I'm gonna I don't want to jinx you, but 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, doing very well critically and justifiably. So my congratulations to you on attachment and uh, thank you so much. 
You're very welcome. We've been talking with the director and writer, Gabrielle Beer Gieslison, about his wonderful film, Attachment. And all the best. Hope to someday down the road we can get back together and have another conversation about another wonderful film. So thank you very much. Would love to. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.